We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. To be honest, I would put myself in the same category as D-Wade. Now Artest is jumped over the scorer's table. Artest is in the stands. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. When I go to the writers to tell me who can guard in this league, I'll put a gun to my own head. Welcome into the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast sponsored by DraftKings. It's Friday, January 11th, 2019. I'm back, baby. DJ Trainer here, joined by Shannon McEwen and Ken K Train Kreitz. All aboard. This podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Feel free to leave a nice review on one of those venues. You can also listen and download this podcast and all of our other Rotowire podcasts directly on rotowire.com. Synopsis of the show. Even though Alex is away, um, you know, it's going to be the same old, same old, which we love so much and our listeners love so much. We're going to run through some top news. Main topic of the day will be good players on bad teams. We'll end it with some DFS picks and our typical Tom foolery. So this morning... DJ, did you poison Alex? Well, yeah. I, I, yeah, I just I, I just want to get this out of the way. I don't want any you know wrongdoing to be you know thought of here. Get an email this morning saying that Alex is feeling under the weather, and I, you know I'm just like you know how under the weather are you though, Alex? And he's like, well, I'm headed to urgent care, and I'm like, you know how urgent is it though? Like, do I really have to come back from retirement? And um, so he's yes, he's sitting in, he's sitting in urgent care, and I'm sitting here with you guys, and it's hard to say which situation is worse, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll press on. <laughs> Anyway, with that, let's wait to the news. Yes, it's it's always good to to do this with you guys. It's 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 a part of my airing of grievances with you that I get to do it in front of a microphone. Uh, but let's jump into the news. I'm excited to say that my Oklahoma City Thunder and San Antonio had one of the better games of the whole regular season so far. It went to double OT last night. With the Spurs ultimately getting the win, didn't appreciate that part, but I did really appreciate the score of win 154 to 147. LaMarcus Aldridge with 56 points. Spurs shoot 84% from beyond the arc. And Westbrook, of course, goes the, you know, the run of the mill 24, 13, and 24 while shooting 50% from the field. My first question is to you, Shannon. Did you have any exposure to this game in DFS? 
not LaMarcus Aldridge, which is really all that mattered. Uh, yeah, I had some DeRozan, had some Westbrook, uh, got a nice little cash on uh, on one of the DFS sites. But because I didn't have LaMarcus, I did not hit a big payday. Jeremy Grant, game uh, career-high 25 points. I think uh, double-digit boards as well. Yeah, 12 boards. Solid outing. Good stuff all around. I mean, when you have 300 points all, all the way around, there's <laughs> there's gonna be there's gonna, gonna be, be some s- career highs. Yes, exactly. Some some <laughs> career DFS days. shot. You see the Spurs shot 84 percent three point land. Well, you know, crazy. You know that is that is interesting because Pop, you know, refuses to change and be part of the modern NBA. But That's you know, not the, true. I mean, to some degree, right? So, I mean, most coaches in the NBA right now are going to force LaMarcus Aldridge to develop a three-point shot. DeMar DeRozan, the same. Instead, you know, you can also look at it like, well, you know, we can shoot some threes, but uh, I only want the best players doing that. So Forbes was three for three. Uh, White was one of three. Uh, Let's see, Bertans. Bertans. Yep. Ken's favorite, Bertans, four of four. (laughs) Mills, three of four. And Bellinelli, five of five. Your, do- your NBA doppelganger. <laughs> yeah, I'm, o- I'm only shorter than him by like a foot and a half, but close enough. <laughs> um, you know, the, the larger thing here, too, that they, we can't... They, they, they went 10 for 10 on threes in the first half. Yeah, that's I'll confess, that's I, fell, I fell asleep at it. Yeah, when they, when they bring in that second unit, the second unit actually like is, is right up there toward the top of the league as far as three-point attempts. Um, if, if you average that out over the course of a, of, of a full game. Um, but yes, they, they have embraced the mid-range with DeRozan Ball and, and LA, which makes sense. Ballinelli, not gunshy. Ball, I, I, I don't like to say Bellinelli. I like to say Ballinelli because he's a baller. There we go. I won't add it to the mispronounced names. I don't guess that was, that, that was an intentional. Uh, that guys, was a nickname. I do want to look directly into Russell Westbrook, though. A lot, is, a lot has been said about him. Taking a backseat somewhat to Paul George, where Paul George is 1A and Westbrook has been 1B. And as far as team success, that you know has really done, done, done well for the Thunder so far this year. However, from a fantasy perspective, we're not quite seeing uh, the Russell Westbrook that a lot of people thought they would be getting, namely the shooting percentages. So on the season, he's shooting 42.3% from the field and then 62.1, his career worst by a wide, wide margin. Um, And considering he goes to the line five and a half times per game, it's really worrisome. And it's not even like, uh, you know, started the season bad. Over his 10 most recent games, his averages are almost identical. They're 42.4% from the field and then 65% from the line. So, Shannon, um, where you have your exposure to Westbrook, are you noticing that your teams, you know, are just having more trouble, you know, excelling because your bell cow is actually drawing you back in two categories? It, it's, you know, three categories in nine-category leagues. Uh, nine-category leagues, he receives quite a dip when you add in how many, his, you know, crazy amount of turnovers per game. Um but in eight He's categories, ranked, uh, leagues, ranked 30th in nine category leagues. And in eight category 30th. leagues, based on season average on Yahoo, he's at 15 right now. So he's actually climbed up some um, in the past couple weeks because he has been playing better. But the percentages are bad. Uh, I mean, 42 and 62% are not good. Um, that's off way to, you know, it's offset a little bit because he's got such a high volume in. in Points, rebounds, assists, steals. I believe he might be leading the league in steals. He was about a week ago. He's at 2.5 per game right now. Um, you know, So obviously elite in four categories goes a long way. But it is, it's tough. It, it's tough in rotisserie leagues. Um, my NFBKC league is not going well and I have Westbrook. Mm. You know, that's that's not the only reason why though, but my I am dead last in both percentage categories mm. and it's because of him. So I would say that Westbrook's value has not only come from just um, you know, being elite in four categories, but the fact that he's elite in four categories and has played 80 or 81 games each of the past three years. And that's not going to happen this year. He already has, let me add him up, you know, eight missed games this season. And the thing about him is that he just, just raw stats in, in three cat or four categories were just piling up, piling up for three straight years in rotisserie leagues. So now we don't even have the aspect where he's playing 80 games, piling up the counting stats, and we're adding in these percentages. And we're talking about somebody who, I am entirely uncomfortable drafting in what the first round next year, Shannon, in a ten or yeah. twelve team league. 
Oh, no. Yeah, I, I avoid him in the first round. Absolutely. He dropped me in the NFBKC draft. He dropped me at the turn. So I got him at the 12 spot. That, you know, that was probably because of his knee injury that he dropped that far. Everyone knew, you know, there was a question mark about whether he'd mm-hmm. be ready at the start of the season. He probably would have went seventh, eighth or ninth if he were healthy next year. I'm probably waiting till mid to late second round before I pick him. And, and, and let's, let's be clear. Like the field goal percentage has always been questionable. He's a 43 and a half career percentage shooter. Uh, you know, he's only down one point from that. So, so it's not a, huge the, the turnovers drop. are actually improving. Yeah. The, that a, a little two bit. Ago. I mean, two, yeah. yeah, the last two years have been astronomical. Um, but he's yeah. been, I mean, this is a fifth year in a row. He's been over four turnovers. Um, basically since Durant left, he's been a tur- turnover monster. Um, but it's, it really is the free throw percentage. He was routinely between, you know, eight, 81 and 85% for a good solid stretch there. Up until the past two years, he dropped down to 74% last year and he's at 62% this year. You know, it, think all of the gods that he's not shooting 10 attempts per game like he did in 2016, 2017, because that would just be a complete drain. Um, he's only taking play, five playoff crunch time. Yeah, that's 60. That's 62 percent from the charity stripe in playoff crunch time just screams foul me at the end of games. You can't have your primary ball handler shooting that terrible from the line. Yeah, that's a fair point. And I'll and I'll just Steve take Adams, a, Steve Adams that bad. Fine. Sure. Westbrook. Can't right, happen. Right. Yeah, it can't happen. I'll just say the last thing here with the Thunder overall as a team, as a Thunder fan, um, uh, and I'll, that I'll just keep reminding you guys since I haven't been able to do that this season. I'm actually okay with Westbrook and how he's been playing. Um, I, you know, I was begging him back when Harden and Durant were on the team to just give up a little, just concede a little bit of your usage rate because it's going to make the team exponentially better than whatever you, your usage rate you're giving up is. And so the fact that he's been, you know, willing to sit out and extend portion of time to rest up willing to not you know pedal to the metal to save himself for the postseason as a thunder fan who wants to see them succeed as a team i'm actually okay with this version of westbrook but again for fantasy it's a completely different uh perspective there ken why don't you uh, talk to us about another bell cow who is probably closer to falling out of the first round than solidifying himself in it well one more point about your thunder though It's a team shooting problem. They are dead last in three-point percentage. Here the Spurs have all these bench guys that can come uh, off the bench and light it up from behind the arc. But uh, the Thunder are dead last. They're shooting almost as many threes as Golden State, but Golden State's hitting 38%, while uh, the Thunder's only hitting 32.6%. I I think the real problem is the Thunder needs some shooters off the bench. But you're right. We have another final point about the Thunder. Turd Ferguson. Turd Ferguson (laughs) scored 21 points last night. Yeah. Went 7 for 10 from downtown. Over the past two games, he is 11 for 14 from three-point. If anyone's looking at the waiver wire and thinking, hey, this Terrence Ferguson guy, he's hit a bunch of threes. He's he's starting. He's playing 40 minutes. No, don't pick him up. He's horrible. It's not going to continue. Yeah, also I, those forty-one minutes, only one rebound, no assists, no steals, no blocks. Forty-one minutes. You could like lie on your back and get a rebound in forty-one minutes. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to sit here and stew all day and talk about the Thunder. I figured you guys would want to keep it moving. <laughs> I will say that Pau Gasol, you know, was the only starter who didn't register at least fourteen points, and he had zero points. So that really tells tells you where he's at and his point in his career. But uh, Ken, let's go ahead and transition uh, out to L.A. Yeah, let's let's give a team that really needs more attention some attention. <laughs> uh, <laughs> kidding, of course. Big news out of the Lakerland. LeBron has announced he will be out at least three more games. So that takes him through Tuesday's game with the Bulls. If you're setting your weekly lineups, that means his best case scenario next week is two games. If he returns Thursday against DJ's Thunder, I, I feel, somehow feel like that's a little unlikely. Um I have a trade idea that I want to run by you guys. I think the Lakers, before this deadline, should move Ball to Orlando for Vucevic. I don't think Ball's game plays at all well with LeBron. He needs a guy who can catch and shoot, get Hart into the starting lineup, and have Vucevic be your starting center. 
the, the guy he does he doesn't he doesn't doesn't work so far it's it's a small sample size but it's ingram's the one who doesn't work well with lebron Le- ball works well he moves the ball he he he's trying he's he still needs to get used to playing without the ball in his hand and running around and taking off the ball screens getting open for shots becoming a better catch and shoot three three-point shooter um ball works better alongside lebron than ingram does the reason why they're not going to trade for Vucevic is because Vucevic's contract expires at the end of this yep. year. The only move the Lakers will make this season is if it's for a long-term addition who is like, you know, a fringe superstar, you know, a Bradley Beal type. They're not going to add a, hear me out add a guy like Vucevic. What if Vucevic, they're not going to do it. What if Vucevic comes and plays really well, you know, with LeBron? It and won't happen. They're not going to give up one of their young second, assets. It, it, the only kind he of could be your second time, superstar. Nah, the he only could kind be the of, guy they pay big money to. No, he can't be the second superstar. Be be real. They're going after guys like Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard, dude. They're not, you know, Kevin Durant. They're not going to bring in Vucevic to be the second superstar. They're not going to trade one of their young assets for an expiring contract unless that's someone like Kawhi Leonard, unless it's a legit top 10 player in the NBA. Vucevic will not yeah, be that I, guy. I hate their young assets. I think I think every day that passes, they're going to get exposed as frankly not being as amazing as everyone thinks they're. Yeah, and for that reason, Ken, I I you know, I'm not rooting for the Lakers' success in any way. I do like LeBron, but I wouldn't be opposed to just two big packages shipping out all the young assets. I mean, LeBron has never. I mean, this is. I'm assuming this is the youngest team LeBron has ever played with. And that has not been his forte. He wants those old veterans that he can rely on, even if they're half a step slower. Um, you know, he he just meshes with them better. And so, yeah, this is a trying out process. But guys, let's let's not forget that coming into this season, there were pundits like ourselves, like Alex, like a lot of us around here, saying that LeBron should just be careful and just punt this season until those free agents do start to roll into LA. So let's not let's not lose perspective that a lot of people were thinking he should punt this season. So is there any need to go out there and get an expiring contract? No. Is there any need to go ahead and just trade away everything this season? No, I, I think we still need to remember that anything they can do this season is really just a bonus that was not expected to begin with. Every single team, the Lakers, the Celtics, all of those marquee teams in the league, they're all saving their assets for Anthony Davis, who will probably not get traded in season. If he gets traded, it'll most likely be around draft time or sometime this summer. It'll be during the offseason. So the the Lakers are not going to move Ball, Ingram, Kuzma, probably not Hart, for any pieces this year. If they do, it would be it would be one of the lesser it would probably be Hart, but I do not see them moving any of those top 3 guys um for for anyone for for just a a, a expiring contract for this year. So LeBron's 35 next year. His injury now to me is a alarm that yes, he had an amazing season last year, didn't miss a game at 33, but he is old. I don't know how long they can wait. Yeah, the, no, I, I, I'm right there with you, Ken, and I, I think, you know, but I, I still think this is the type of injury, and I want to get back to LeBron's injury because I have him in a couple of leagues, and I have been inserting him into the lineup because one game of LeBron is still going to be better than a, um, you know, DJ Augustine who's playing three games in a week, and so I've been bitten from the zero zero zeros that are coming across the board, but Ken, how do you handle a situation like that where we're talking about a first or second round talent that even if they get one game in there, it's probably going to be better than three games from the 120th ranked player. So how do you personally uh, approach those situations in season-long leagues? I tend to go to the upside of the game count, so I do sit the guy. I got burned when I tried Lowry uh, when he was hurt earlier this winter right. and his injury kept getting extended. You just – you know, you just don't know day to day when they say he might come back Thursday and you're sitting there Monday morning. So much can happen over those days that uh, I've been burned this year. And I think you got to take, especially if a guy's got four games, you got to take the game count uh, because you never know on Monday when they're really coming back. I, yeah, I guess that is that the conservative route or the gambling route to go the game count way? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I go with the healthy player, honestly. I mean, especially with LeBron. I feel like we've known, you know, on, on January 4th, a week ago, Friday, they said it's gonna, he's going to be reevaluated in one week. That means the earliest he's going to come back 
is one week from then and, and maybe get one or two games in over the weekend. Odds are it would only be one because even if he did come back, they might sit, if they have a back to back, they would sit him the next game. I, I I think it's obvious. And even now, you know, the latest news that came out yesterday is that he's out at least three more games. So yeah. we'll probably get, you know, that we'll probably get some more news. Um, he's going to miss both games this weekend and then a third game early next week. He's yep. already been ruled out of those. So we'll know. We'll hopefully we get another update on Monday. I'm, t- I'm tanking in our I'm tanking in our stake league as LeBron sits. He's kind of my whole team. <laughs> <laughs> tanking in a one off one off season I'm, league. I like it again. Uh, one thing. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll agree with you though, Ken. I, I agree. I think you just need to go with the total games count and and the the easy easy solution or easy way to look at this problem is are you going to be more disappointed in yourself for missing one game of LeBron right or are you going to be more disappointed and disappointed in yourself for missing or, or having just a straight zero in that column you know that roster I would spot. be more disappointed in the zero yeah uh, same I, here even this week I actually Kuzma was questionable for for Monday's game mm-hmm. um, and I or maybe it was Tuesday he didn't play on Monday and I went with Bismack Biombo over Kuzma because I just figured if Kuzma was if Kuzma was you know not a hundred percent they would they would play it safe with him um, and I missed out on his big forty one point outing and you know it sucks but I felt comfortable knowing that Bismack w- was healthy I just had to go with that okay I guys let's two, I have oh. two LeBron teams uh, and Monday afternoon I will be ben- I will continue to bench LeBron in bo- on both those teams with the weekly moves unfortunately. Yep, right there with you, Ken. In the leagues, I have LeBron as well. Let's go up to PCH about five hours and talk about the Golden State Warriors. Coach Steve Kerr says that Boogie, DeMarcus Cousins, will start when he returns, which probably will be one week from today, January 18th. Ken, what's your fantasy take on Draymond Green after Cousins returns? I think Kerr is smart in starting Cousins. It doesn't mean he's going to get 30 minutes, you know, his first 10 games back. Probably not, right? Put him out there for a, a, for start, stroke his ego, but maybe only gets 15 minutes a run those first 10. I think this is actually a buy-low situation on Draymond Green. The steals and blocks are still going to be there for Green. It's not like defense was ever Cousins' calling card in the past uh, and certainly coming off an injury. I think it's going to take a while uh, with the Achilles for Cousins to be playing a really useful role for the Warriors. And also, Cousins is a good passer. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm not giving up huge talent for Draymond Green, but if someone thinks it's the apocalypse for Green because of Cousins' return, I, I think this is a buy-low opportunity. Yeah, the only person it's the apocalypse for is Kevon Looney, which, you know, if you are if you were relying heavily on him in your fantasy league anyways, <laughs> then you're in trouble. Uh, you know, Looney's going to move to the bench. Cousins is going to be starting. Uh, like you said, Ken, I agree. Cousins is going to have a limited role, probably play 15 to 20 minutes for the first dozen or so games. You know, my guess is they're going to want to hope to get that up to 25 to 28 minutes per game before the playoffs and, and then really unleash him from there. Uh, I do not agree that it's buy low on Draymond Green. Draymond Green is what he is at this point. Mm-hmm. He is a wretched shooter, 42% from the floor, 24% from downtown. He has lost it on that end. He's still going to get you assists, rebounds, steals, blocks. We know that. But even as even those numbers, those defensive stats are down. Um, you know, he, he averaged 3.4. Remember, remember, also dinged up. He was dinged up, dealing with a few different injuries. I think he can get back for the second half of the season to 44, 45% like he shot last year. He Back in 2016, 2017, he averaged 3.4 total stocks. That is down to 2.7 now. All right. <laughs> Steals and blocks Steals for and blocks. stocks. Yeah, yep. yeah, stocks. Uh, and you combine that with the fact that his scoring has gone down from a career high of 14 points per game down to 7.3 this year. I don't see the scoring bouncing back over double dig- double digits, especially once Cousins returns. So, like, Draymond's still a good player. He's still going to give you consistent production in multiple categories, but I don't think it's a buy low. I think he just is what he is at this point. Okay, I'd like to, I'd like to pitch this to you, and this pitch is more so inclined with what Ken just said and opposed to Shannon. Let's take this perspective. Yes, Shannon, it's really easy to say, well, we got another player coming into the mix. This other player, Draymond Green, Draymond Green has, you know, struggled and he's not going to get any better with a, another quality player on the court. 
What about this, though? The Warriors are just so tired of playing regular season basketball. It's not really as interesting to them as it should be or it is for other teams. They're waiting for the postseason. DeMarcus Cousins comes into the lineup with you know wide eyes. He's just so ready to be part of this dynasty team. He actually invigorates everybody, and Draymond Green especially, to the point where they start to just form this duo where, like, they're just shutting down the front court. And Draymond Green has never been so reinvigorated for regular season basketball again. I do see a scenario like that happening where he is just like, you know, a shot of caffeine for this team just to have more fun in the regular season, shut teams down more, outscore them even more, you know, just a shot in the arm for the whole team, which would be good for fantasy purposes since we really only care about them in the regular season. That's fine. And that can happen. And Draymond Green still produces at the exact same level he's producing now. That doesn't mean that he's going to up his production. He's taking seven shots per game right now. You think once once Cousins comes back that he's going to take more shots per game? I, was, I don't. I was more so referring to his stocks, steals and blocks, where they're, they're going to take onus and say, we are shutting every single opposing front court down together. It's going to be this cool buddy-buddy thing we do. And, and you know maybe his stocks would rise from the combined. Let's see, where is he at? <laughs> Uh, 2.7, you know, to like, uh, you know, a, a lower three number just because he's just having more fun, sh- just completely shutting down opposing. That's front fine. Courts. That's fine. If if we want to, if we want to, you know, predict that his, his defensive numbers are going to go up, that's fine. But his offense numbers will go down. Okay. He's going to be like six, six and six. Mark of the beast. <laughs> we already know he's evil. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, DJ, tell us about our good friends at DraftKings. That's right, guys. Football season is winding down, but basketball season is firmly here, and we've partnered up with DraftKings. Uh, Rotowire has a six-month membership for free. All you have to do is go to rotowire.com slash DraftKings, sign up for a new account, and make a $10 deposit or more. And then you'll receive six months access to all the tools and sports on rotowire.com, including DFS lineup optimizers, which we'll get into very shortly here, weekly rankings, premium articles, full season draft software, and much more. Again, all for $10, which you can then enter into contests to potentially win even more money. Just go to rotowire.com slash DraftKings and follow the instructions. Disclaimer, eligibility restrictions apply. New DraftKings users only. See DraftKings.com for details. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Let's move on to our broad topic. The one thing that I miss about doing this podcast with you guys is right before we hit record, saying, let's make it a short one today. And then we spend, you know, like 20 more minutes on the news than we do. Um, that's, that's what I've missed the most is just like fooling ourselves thinking that we'll ever re- record a short podcast. But that's all right. Uh, anyways, broad, broad topic today. Good players on bad teams. Everyone knows there's stars on Golden State, Philadelphia, the Lakers, Boston, etc., But what about the good players banging out great stats on terrible teams? They deserve some love, too. And when I think about this, I think about, you know, solid players on bad teams that are actually great fantasy players. So, Ken, why don't you kick us off here? Well, I think we got to give credit where credit is due to Nikola Vucevic, ninth ranked overall on Yahoo Turnover Leagues, producing 20, 12, and 4 with 2.2 beloved stocks. 53% 53% shooting from, uh, from, the law, from the field. And yet again, more proof. Always rely on a contract year for uh, big production, even though somehow the Magic have drafted 14 centers over the last four years. Yeah, this is the official uh, Sharif Abdur Rahim recognition yeah. award. Nice. Yeah. I mean, no, no one was a good player on a bad team well, quite like him. If you're looking for a more recent example, <laughs> Kevin Love on the Timberwolves was a, a pillar, yeah, yeah, pillar yeah. for this award too. Yeah, Ab- absolutely. Um, I mean, one one of the worst teams in the league, Atlanta Hawks. John Collins 
is absolutely crushing it. Um, we talk about him quite a bit, and I, I think it's warranted. Um, in did, he miss the, did he miss the first 15, too? First 15 games or something? About Goodness. that, yeah. yeah. I, know, I know he missed a significant stretch. Um, over the past 17 games, he's playing 31 minutes per, averaging 20.7 points, 12.4 rebounds, 2.1 assists. Not doing anything on the defensive end, but but he's shooting a solid 58% from the floor. Um, just And 1.1 three-pointers definitely has to be mentioned as well for a big man. Um, his free throw percentage could improve 68%. And he's not getting, like I said, he's not getting defensive stats right now. We kind of expected him to be a better shot blocker based on his 1.1 um, blocks per game as a rookie. But the more and more I've read about him, it actually seems like shot blocking and defensive stats might not be his strong suit. So I don't know that we're ever going to see him really um, flourish in, in those categories. But you can't deny 20 and 12. Um, this is exactly what we expected after his, his uh, you know, his limited his performance and limited production as a rookie. Um, he's going to continue to do that, and, and it could even improve upon it. Um, he's only at eighteen and ten for the full season. Uh, you know, if you attack on the first few games that he played, the first eight or so. Um, so, if you really want to buy low on a player on a bad team, he's a good one to have. He's going to continue to carry the weight for Atlanta, and I also like Torian Prince. Um, for the Hawks, he's kind of been forgot about just because he's injured right now. But but I we saw a late season surge from him last year. Um, he's averaging fifteen and four. He gets steals, three pointers. Um, I expect another late season surge once once he does return from from injury. Ken, before you step in here and give your next player, I will say that a lot of these players we're going to mention and have mentioned are also candidates to be traded to other teams where their roles might diminish. And so, you know, Lou Williams has always been bitten by this in the past, right, where he's just, like, seeing a ton of minutes, and then he goes to a team, and he's, like, the sixth or seventh guy off the bench, and then his fantasy impact is minimal after he gets traded. Tyreek Evans last year, awesome player. Um, And then, you know, there was the fear that he was going to get traded. And so while we're giving these guys credits, a lot of times they're also candidates to get traded away into a role that is so ancillary to what they had for the, you know, the most of the regular season. Well, that if I'm targeting, if I'm, if I'm targeting bad player or good players on bad teams for a second half, a strong second half, uh, I am, you're right. I take that into consideration. So I'm not really targeting guys on expiring contracts because I do expect them to be traded. I want some of the younger guys who are going to grow grow into a bigger role or some of the vets who are just locked into ridiculous contracts and they have an injury situation that means they're going to have more minutes than usual. All right, Ken, why don't you hit us with your next good player on a bad team? I'm going to go T.J. Warren. Uh, you know, forever it seemed like the Sun had way too many power forwards, none of whom they were able to develop. But lo and behold, Warren's turned into the 34th player uh, on Yahoo, turnover leagues, ranked higher than Booker, actually. Uh, 18.7 games a game, almost two threes a game, very nice percentages of 49 and 81%. Uh, the Kelly Oubre trade has really not affected his output at all. And uh, I think it's also funny, they're going to be paying Warren half next year of what they're paying Ryan Anderson in his <laughs> $21 million deal. Uh, and they've got Warren locked up at about $10 million a year for 21, through uh, the 21-22 season. So the rare, actually, uh, good move by the Suns, I think. And kudos to TJ Warren. Yeah, TJ Warren's really surprised this year, mainly because he's getting 1.93 pointers and he's shooting 43%. Last year, he was 22%. Uh, on 1.4 attempts per game from downtown. Um, That was kind of the knock on him was he, you know, he can score, he can fill it up, but he can't shoot a three. And until he can shoot a three, he's not going to really warrant a spot in a rotation. Yeah. He was DeMar DeRozan light for a long time. That's who we compared him to. Yeah. And, and I mean, he, but he's improved across the board. He's still shooting 49%, which is stellar um, for a guy who takes the, who really takes the type of attempts he does. Uh, 43% from downtown, 81% career high from the free throw line. 1.2 steals is solid. So like, you're not going to get a bunch of rebounds or assists, but I mean, he can fill it up. And now that he's got a three point shot, that looks damn good from a fancy perspective. Love it. Who's your next one, Shannon? Next guy I like it is is Knox um, in New York. He's already starting and playing a significant role for the team. Um, I just think that's going to continue to grow. I don't really expect uh, Porzingis to make a return this year. 
Um, so the team's just going to go full on tank mode mm-hmm. at some point soon. I think they're going to try to trade a lot of their veterans, Cantor, Hardaway Jr., and you're going to see Knox just have an even bigger role than he's already had for the past month. You know, for the past for the past month, since he's got uh, really the game before he got inserted in the starting lineup, it's a 14-game stretch. He's averaged 17 points, 5.5 rebounds, not doing much on defense. Um, he can hit threes. He's hitting 2.2 per game while shooting a decent 38%. Field goal percentage is, is rough, 39% overall. Um, but again, I just think that the volume and usage is going to be there and only increase for a guy who's already playing 36 minutes per game over the past month. We'd be remiss, uh, to talk about bad teams and not bring up the Cleveland Cavaliers. So let's finish with them. Now, obviously, um, we were hoping that Kevin Love would, you know, solidly fit into this category too. Um, having it done with, done it with two different teams over the course of careers is quite the achievement, Mr. Love. Um, but instead of Love, um, it looks to me like it's Tristan Thompson, where if I'm kind of zeroing in on the quote unquote good player on, on a bad team, that Tristan Thompson is the one that's really been excelling this year the one to look at for this particular category he's basically averaging 12 and 11 so far this year again another one of those players where it's just if you look at his season averages over the course of his career which you can go find on rotowire.com on their player pages that 11.3 just dwarfs everything else he's ever done in the rebound (laughs) uh, category before much like tj warren's 1.9 threes per game yeah it does but it's it lines up with his per 36 averages from past years. Good you point. Know, yep. He had he had Kevin Love out there. He had LeBron out there. There were other guys grabbing rebounds. Doesn't really have that now. Um, I like Thompson more in the short term, and that's because Larry Nance is out for at least the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, Kevin yep. Love is still out. So at least for the next couple of weeks, um, Thompson should see increased run. He's seen playing 30 minutes per game this year. I think that'll increase for the next couple of weeks. And he'll be, you know, 13 and 13, not much on defense, but just monster from the from the rebound perspective. Also, somehow went from putrid free throw shooting. I mean, two years of around 51, 52 percent. He's up to 65 percent, which is not wonderful, but at least isn't a kick in the in the lower regions. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's 10, 11 percentage points is 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 an interesting jump to make there as well. Guys, let's go ahead and and finish up with some uh, Friday DraftKings talk. Uh, when I play DFS NBA, the first thing I often do is I go to the uh, over-under totals. And Ken, I noticed you got a few jotted down here. So what sticks out to you after looking at the over-under totals for tonight's Friday night slate of games? Well, I always uh, I look for over-unders and I look to see who Brooklyn's playing because love their pace, maybe more <laughs> yeah. so last year than this year. But um, surprisingly, Brooklyn... In addition to having over under of 223, which is kind of in the middle against the Raptors tonight, but they have given up the most fantasy points per game to opposing centers. So with Valanciunas out, uh, I like Serge Ibaka at the 6200. Uh, and uh, frankly, if you're looking for cheap guard, as we have we said over and over, I'm still not giving up on Fred VanVleet. But uh, in particular, I like Ibaka uh, against uh, Brooklyn. Yeah, it's a solid option. Um, for my for my uh, lineup tonight, I had to start where I think most folks should start on DraftKings with the, especially with the bonus for three pointers. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you avoid James Harden. He's averaging over sixty fantasy points per game on the season, on wow. the entire season, um, and he routinely hits seventy or eighty points uh, during this hot streak that he's on right now. Um, He's very expensive, but there are enough discount players that you can fit him into your lineup. The over-under, Cleveland Cleveland versus Houston is not that high either. It's at 217. Um, possibility for a blowout, especially since it's uh, in Houston. But I, I still like him. It's hard for me to avoid him. I, I, I think he's pretty much a shoe-in for you know, 65, 70 points as long as, he, as, long as it's not a complete blowout. Um, and like I said, there are some decent cheap options. You can go... You know, to Ken's game, the the Brooklyn Toronto game, and he got Karooks for thirty, or I'm sorry, forty one hundred. Um, he hasn't been that great, but he has the upside to put put thirty fantasy points on the board. Um, Max Kleber, 
Maxi. Maximilian. I, I just call him Max. We're, we're sure. We're close. We're tight. Tight, um, you know, tight enough to drop a syllable. I yeah. like it. Maximilian. I call you Shan all the time. Yeah. Hey, Shan. All right. So Max and I. Him, Max and I are I tight. Let him drive a tank. Like at one pregame show, he should just be driving a tank right onto the court. There you go. Um, so Maxi. Maxi's coming off a uh, solid outing. He he got the spot start. Um, played 32 minutes. The spot start was in place of Dennis Smith, who is out for Friday already. And they basically, they moved Luca to point guard and plugged Kluber, Kleber, Kleber. <laughs> Kleber. Into, yeah. I, I always <laughs> want to say Kluber because of Corey Kluber um, into, into the lineup. So if he, it depend it's dependent on whether or not he gets that starting nod. Um, if he starts again, uh, I like him. I like him for 3,600. That's super cheap. Um, Final cheap guy who I know Ken is going to love this one. Mahinmi. Mahinmi. Oh, that <laughs> wonderful free agent signing of the Washington Wizards. You love him. He's awesome. He's been really uh. good lately. No one talks about it because Thomas Bryant was was the jam for, for a few weeks here um, from a fantasy perspective. But he's been picking up playing time. He's 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 close to 30 fantasy points per game over the past three while while playing 22 minutes per um, you know, thirty seven hundred. I just I feel like I feel like he's going to get some run against Milwaukee tonight, and if he gets that twenty two to twenty four minutes, then he he's locked for twenty five fantasy points. Ken, you you you've remained you've you you've kept yourself out of the mispronounced name column pr- pretty well. Although I do have a beef with you, so uh, I'm really excited for you to take the last uh, last player suggestion here. Well. In Philadelphia, I really like Furkan Korkmaz at 3,900. I really doubt that's how you say his name, but he has started the last four games, and J.J. Riddick is game-time decision. So, uh, you know, if you're looking, I've got both Harden and Durant in my lineup. That means you got to have other cheap options. Uh, I'm looking at Sadoransky again, and i got Korkmaz uh, in my lineup. Sadoransky. Sakaransky. That guy is garbage. <laughs> he is so bad. You uh, you nailed it, Ken. It, it, it's Furkan Korkmaz. I mean, you, you got to. I mean, they he's, he's they, named after the Turkish Christmas holiday, actually. <laughs> Furkan Korkmaz. Okay, uh, <laughs> Sadoransky. Let's just talk about how horrible he is. God, oh, he's he, he even he, he's he hasn't top thirty. Mi- he hasn't top thirty minutes, even though you know John Wall's out. He hasn't top thirty minutes to three straight. Um, he's averaging about 23, 24 fantasy points over that stretch. He's a decent option when he's $4,000, but at 5,300, I just don't like him. Yeah, I've got, I've got to disagree with you somewhere, Ken, and it's going to be on set. No, no worries. No worries. It's all upside. And I was just desperate for, uh, he was my last insert. I literally had 5,300. So I just thought, what the hell? He has a chance. Last, last match. I mean, we talked about Thompson earlier. I like him because Nance is out tonight. Um, he actually he had a big game against the Rockets earlier this year, 53 fantasy points. Um, and then I like the Bulls, Dunn and Markkinen. Um, Levine is questionable. So if, if Zach Levine sits, uh, Markkinen and Dunn are going to carry the load on you, offense for that team. You can't afford hard Dunn, Markkinen. I've got them all in my lineup. And yeah. Kyle Lowry. Wow. Well, Mahimi, That's what you do when you, go with Max, when you go with my boy Max. You can fit everyone in. <laughs> I'm just glad we avoided a maxi maxi pad reference. All right, let's let's move on. Oh, there you, you go. Went there. You're uh, the one that brings us down. We've been uh, so clean this year. I know. I feel like you guys are really buttoned up compared to uh, the good times we had in the past. Um, th- but that being said, Ken has not had his old man rant. Now I'm seeing this old man rant right here. I'm reading through the cliff notes, and I just want to say before Ken gives it that I am diametrically opposed to what he's about to say. With that, Ken, take it away. Today's today's rant is about the old man rant. This segment is making me an even grumpier person than I already am, which is the last thing my wife needs. Last week, I shamed RotoWire co-owner Jeff Erickson, who's a really nice guy. Uh, I shamed him terribly about shipping trophies late. I was so rude to Jeff like 15 years ago. A little side story. When Jeff and Pete, one of the other owners and founders of RotoWire, lived together out in L.A., I would go visit for work trips, and I'd make Pete go out, and we would drink way too much, and Erickson would never come with us. So when we came back at like 2.30 in the morning, I would always wake Jeff up and just shower him with nothing but insults for like an hour. (laughs) And uh, it was terrible. And yet, 
15 years later, he still agreed to hire me here at Rotowire. He's a super nice guy. And what did I do? I trashed him on last week's pod. I'm a total jerk. Uh, what kind of egomaniac schedules a weekly bitch session for himself? How does me being an a-hole help society? I, I will say that Jeff is a nice guy. That is not what I was diametrically opposed to. I'm just opposed to the self-reflection you're having. You need to have blinders on and never look in the rearview mirror with that segment, Ken. All right. Maybe some alcohol before next pod. There, there we go. There are more alcohol. Let's be honest. Uh, mispronounced names, Ken. I did say that, you know, you said you, you usually say Nikola Vucevic, and I know that you're concentrating so hard on the Vucevic part that you <laughs> neglect, but it's it's Nik- it Nikola Vucevic it instead is. of Nick Nick It's just like the cough drop ad. It's just yeah, like the exactly. cough drop ads, but I couldn't uh, remember. We all, Nikola. We, we covered Max, Maxi, Cleaver, Clever, Kluber, uh, yeah, enough. Jan Mahinmi, uh, I know that you guys stay away from the, his first name as well. <laughs> Ian, <laughs> Ian Mahanma uh, just Way you know, to doom has been said before. Grunfeld. Nice job dooming the wizards. All right, this is uh, you know this was much better than I anticipated. Uh, I'll be more than happy to drop in and host this podcast only when Alex Bruth is in urgent care. So hopefully this never happens again. Uh, but in all seriousness, all great, always great talking b ball with you guys. And thanks for listening to this Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by DraftKings. Ken, take us out of here. Well, first, DJ, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, you brought your A game. Uh, on very short notice, we're very proud of you. Uh, for day- today's out quote, we're going to go to a uh, new son, Kelly Oubre. When asked what constitutes an NBA rivalry, he said, I wouldn't say altercations, but I would say altercations. <laughs> Attention passengers, this three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. <laughs>
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.